Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to people all about wonderful things in the world of pop culture. And this week on the show, we have got uh, the guitar player from the band Aman Amarth. His name is Olavi Mikanin, and uh, we're really, really happy to have him with us this week on the podcast. But before we get too far, let's thank our title sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They're a wonderful hot sauce company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. Small batch fermenters. I'm holding up the pineapple habanero, and um, you can check them out over at heartbeathotsauce.com. And if you use my promo code ROCKMAN20 right down here, you will get 20% off your entire order of hot sauce. I would like to bring in my co-host, Ryan Stick. What is going on, my man? Oh, oh, the sauce balls. What, what do you got going on over there? I got a whole bunch of heartbeat hot sauce. I decided to, uh, you know, bring a, I have a combo pack of awesomeness in my hands right now. You look yeah. like you, you just coming back from a four day hot, hot sauce bender. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, you know, after I drank all this hot sauce in my mouth directly, I would like you to reanimate my corpse with my new t-shirt from, uh, studio house designs. <laughs> See, I know how to rock sponsorships, man. I, I just work it into casual conversations and stuff like that. Is who's who who uh, whose sunglasses are those? Are, they, are you wearing, oh, um, who are you wearing? <laughs> who am I wearing? I'm wearing um shitty kiosk from Saint Laurent Street, uh, Elvis Got sunglasses. Got it. I, I haven't paid more than like fourteen dollars for a pair of sunglasses since 1997. How do like, you guys? Oh, no, oh, they're great. You know, yeah. my eyes were pretty crappy at first. So it's, uh, you know, just continue. There you go. Keep the bar low, Jason. <laughs> just like Melissa's taste in men. Keep the bar low. Can't really get this point. God. All right. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. And yes, thank you, Studio House Designs as well for making us look fresh. Um, I got this bag here. <laughs> I got this bag here from my new ring. The company's called Hancholo. And they're not sponsoring us, but I just want to show you my new ring. This That's my They Live ring. And, um, and the reason why I ordered this was because I went to San Diego Comic-Con. As you know, Ryan, I'm a massive They Live fan. Um, I got a ton of They Live stuff. Very massive. Uh, um, I've got a They Live mask that's over there that my friend made me. I've got some They Live figures. Um, I love They Live. And when I went to San Diego, uh, I passed by the Hancholo kiosk and they had these rings for sale and i tried it on i absolutely loved it i looked at the price i was like no way am i spending that much on a ring for myself mm. and it came back to canada and i couldn't stop thinking about the ring and then i caved and i ordered it and it showed up super quick and i'm really happy with it so that's it there I, you go I, I don't really rock rings but but the the idea that there's a, a they live alien ring i think it's pretty damn mm. awesome that's so it. you had buyer's remorse on the other end. You had remorse had, that you I, didn't buy it. I had not. I, I had, yeah, I had like FOMO, fear of missing out from buying <laughs> a really cool ring. Anyways. That, that um, happens to me all the time, actually. Ever since I was a kid, I like saw this teddy bear I like really wanted. And then my friends, uh, no, my friends, my family's like, let's go on this roller coaster instead. We'll get the teddy bear afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then I came back and someone had stolen the bear. It's not even that they sold it. Someone stole it. They had no record of where the fuck this bear went. <laughs> Jason, I was traumatized to say the least. I almost feel like I was, it, I feel almost as traumatized as someone who puts on a pair of sunglasses and realizes that they've been living and banging an alien. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, that's a great segue to our guest. Um, there's is a it? Man, I, I don't know. If, whatever. At this point, what does it matter? 
Um, there's yeah. a band uh, called Amana Marth. Uh, I want to bring one of their albums into uh, into the picture here. So as you can nice. see, yeah. So they are uh, known as Viking, Very cool. Viking metal. Um, check it out, man. This is one of their earlier. This I think I believe this is from 2016. Yeah, and uh, this is a great, great record. I love this album. Their music's fun, and you want to talk about winning the best gatefold of the year award? Look at that. Wow. That is like a. Viking. Oh my god. Look at that. I, I, like, I've never seen a gatefold that cool. So, um, look at that. Wow. Yeah, right? Look at that. Oh, we're coming to you, coming to you. Anyways, Amount of Marth oh, are uh, pretty much, they're an incredible band um, that have had, had this rampant, rampant following. And, um, mm. Rabid following, I should say, probably rampant, whatever. They have a really strong following. And uh, we got a chance to talk with their guitar player, Olavi. Uh, very cool dude. Uh, there's one point in the interview where we talk about, uh, you know, what, what other kind of music do you like? And he goes, well, I like, you know, rock and I like punk and I like metal. And so basically he's, he's a rock and roll guy through and through. And, um, they're yeah. quite, they're quite a rad band. And it was really, really fun to chat with him because I think a lot of people need to get into this band. Um, whether you're a big metal fan or not, they've just got something special. Uh, they do it really, really well. And, um, their stage shows are bananas. I mean, Imagine having one of these ships on stage with you. They've done that. <laughs> That's so amazing, man. Yeah. Like, it's, I love theatricality, but at same. the same time, it's like, you know, they come from the land of Vikings, you know, like they're yeah. embracing their heritage here. If yeah. I did it, it would be cultural appropriation. <laughs> it's like, Stop dressing like Asterix, you fucking asshole. Like, that's what people would say to me. But I uh, know these guys got it down, man. And they're fucking yeah. badass. You look at their videos with the stories and everything. And when I listen to their music, I want to pick up a fucking sword or a battle axe, man. It's pretty right. awesome. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, pretty rad. So uh, without any further ado, let's run and jump into our chat with Olavi Mikkinen of the band Aman Amarth. Hey, sorry about that. I think no. my headphones, they, they just keep keep messing up my connection. I don't know. It's all good, man. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you good. They just decided to start digging up my street to change the water lines. I don't know if you can all hear right. that. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't hear it, but uh, that's that's all good. I have four dogs here and they, they're probably <laughs> going to start making some noise. Yeah, mine's gonna jump up on the couch in a minute. You can see you can see her dog bowls right there. <laughs> all right, you're a, you're a dog lover too. Yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> you said that with a bit of yeah, not today though. <laughs> I know. No, the, the the it's nice to have. I mean, I, keep keeps the missus company when I'm gone. Yeah, it, I, the biggest challenge for me with dogs is um, dog hair. Like I wear, all I wear is black t-shirts and I have the rollers like constantly. Oh. <laughs> I know, you know, you, you feel my pain, right? Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's everywhere. So, um, new album is coming out. Um, great heathen army. Uh, the video is great. I really, really like the video for the first, you know, for the first single title track. Um, and what I like about this band is that every time there's an album that's released, it's an event and, you know, sing about failed relationships It's it, or, or, you know, or just, it just seems like there's a lot of thought that's put into every album concept lyrics. Um, and there's so many aspects to this band and, you know, growing up being a fan of kiss, being a fan of Alice Cooper, I always liked bands that had a little bit more than just the music that there that were multifaceted. So uh, tell me about the thought and the process, get, not only putting together a record, but then putting together a tour, the visuals, all that. 
I mean, imagine there's a lot of thought that goes into that. Yeah, it is. And and the thing is that I I, I agree with you. I, I also like more bands that have something else than only the music, so to say. Like Our Maiden, they had a big fucking show. Yeah. Kiss, as you mentioned, and, and Alice Cooper. And that's kind of the thing we want to do too. I mean, I mean, obviously the music has to be great, but, uh, you know, we want to... We see the band as a, like a full event, so to say. When people come to a show, they're not only going to have ear candy, they're also going to have eye candy. I mean, not right. that we are good-looking men, but, <laughs> but we're going to at least, you know, try to give them something more, more like a show, like a sure. full entertaining thing. And, and that, that's the bands that we grew up with. So, and luckily, we are in a position where we can actually do that kind of shows. But uh, yeah, going back to what you first asked, yeah, we always try to look at the big picture, and yeah. and, and uh, we we definitely want all the songs to have a unique story by itself. I mean, we cannot see every song could be a lead lead single, so to say, and have sure. its own little world. Obviously, the Great Teen and Army is the new album, and that's the cover of the album. But we we try to have for each song should have its own t-shirt design, it should have its own little story. And yeah. and even, I mean, even for live performance that um, there's gonna be maybe some some new live gags for each song and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So we always try to look at the big picture and, and uh, I mean, in the past, it's kind of easy to, to bounce around that kind of ideas when you're touring. But during the pandemic, we didn't really bounce that much yeah you know face to face so to sure say. sure yeah but, and, but always when we're together we, we talk about that kind of stuff doing dinners and, and whatnot you know talk about yeah that, yeah it would be cool to do a song about that or you know and, and it must be fun when you get to a point where you do have a bit more freedom you you, you have a bit more um you know finances to play with where you can you know like spinal tap we want Stonehenge, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you want to, you can do those kind of things, which is, which is, which has got to be satisfying as an artist. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, yeah, we, we have a nice budget these days, but I mean, imagine what we could do if we would be the same level as our maiden or, or Rammstein, um, for instance. God, I think you would, <laughs> but, you know, and, and I just came back from, I, my wife and I went to Italy for the first time and uh, my wife's a big history buff. Uh, so we, we had to visit the Coliseum and, you know, when they were explaining how they, they would flood the Coliseum and they would have boats and stuff. And I mean, imagine if you had that kind yeah. of budget, you could just, you could flood an arena. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first time I saw you guys were at heavy Montreal quite a few years ago. Um, and the Quebec audiences in particular, I mean, I know you guys are a worldwide band, but coming from Montreal and coming from Quebec, uh, the audiences for you guys here are it's just insanity. I mean, they just really, really love what you guys do. Uh, is it satisfying to to get out on stage and see that people have bought into this, that that people are really, you know, they're like, again, there's so many facets to this band, but they've really bought in emotionally. Like they're fans of your band are fans. Um, it's got to be good when you look out and you say, man, we've built this and these people are really into it. Oh, yeah, it, it, it is. It is kind of crazy because, I mean, sometimes you have to pinch yourself and, you know, when I'm gonna wake, uh, I'm gonna wake up soon. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it is crazy, but at the same time, I, I kind of get it. I mean, mm -hmm. 
I, I, I've been there too. I mean, I was a huge Kiss fan when I was a little kid. And then, uh, and eventually when I, you know, started to listen to harder music, uh, when I found out about Slayer, I mean, I, I mean, there wasn't a Slayer show or an album or a t-shirt that I don't own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally get it in that way, but I'm, I'm really surprised that we are that kind of band too. It's not like I take it for granted. I, I think it's fucking amazing. But I totally see that the, the fan aspect of it too. And I, I think it's kind of cool to be that kind of band because I, I know what you mean. There's a lot of bands, they have fans, they come and go, while our yeah. fans, they, they pretty much stayed throughout the whole, from, from whenever they started to listen to us. They yeah, kind of stick with us. They're, they're and diehards. The, yeah, and that's really, really cool. It's really cool to see a band that has been, like, you know, this is the 12th album. The band's been around for a while. And, you know, things like you were saying, like, you know, change, you know, things come and go, change, styles change. But when, when a band has that kind of fan base, they stick with them. But also, you know, things can happen in pop culture that will help um, a band sometimes. And, you know, with the rise of uh, both Marvel films and with the interest in Thor and people going back and looking into mythology, shows like Vikings, um, that's got to be a bit of a boost for you guys in the sense that people are already kind of looking into those areas. Oh, yeah, totally. And especially I remember when the first tour movie came and it was around the same time we were touring with Twilight of the Thunder God album. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were touring in North America and Walmart, they had these uh, plastic torch hammers you could buy. And there were tons of those in our shows. And, yeah. and, and also recently, I mean, uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla game. Yeah. It, I mean... I, I'm a gamer myself, and uh, when I played that game, I was just smiling because there was so much Amanamart. Yeah. I mean, it's not Amanamart, it's Viking mythology, but sure. I, I see it like our stuff. That kind of stuff totally helped our band, no no doubt about that. I, and I uh, think it's kind of cool that, that people, you know, maybe sometimes our lyrics can be a little, you know, poetic in, in one way, and it's not so easy to understand. But if you play uh, like Assassin or you watch the Viking series, and then you actually can relate to it differently. You know, yeah. like Assassin's Creed, when you get to this, uh, the world of the gods like Yomtumhem and stuff, and you're like, oh, this is, this is what Amon Amart is singing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's nice to see. It's, I think it's great. And it's all, I'm always happy for bands when that kind of stuff happens for them, you know, and it, and it's just happy accident. It's just, you know, it's oh, yeah. just, cause you're on a course, like you guys are on a course, no matter what, this is what you do. And, you know, but when things kind of fall in line with the course for you, it's, it's nice. We just, uh, I'm involved with several comic cons in Canada. I'm a spokesperson for them. And uh, one of our guests was Clive Standen who plays Rolo and uh, yeah. in Vikings. And it was, it was just fun to see, his reaction when I mentioned to him that I was going to be chatting with this band, he was like, Oh, that's really, really cool. So it's just, it was just, it, it's just fun to see, to see those kind of things come together. Um, so for you personally, musically, uh, you know, you mentioned you were a fan of, of kiss growing up uh, of maiden, what would be a band that, that you listen to that people would be really surprised, you know, and I'm not talking, cause I'm sure, you know, if you were to say classical people would understand like, but what, what would be something that would people would go like, what? He likes that. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boring person in that sense because, <laughs> you know, I listen to hard rock, heavy metal, thrash metal, black metal, death metal. 
So I mean, yeah, and I don't listen to any other. I mean, if the radio's on and there's a pop song, I mean, I don't turn it off, but I'm not going to listen to that in my headphones when I'm at the gym. But yeah, but but the thing is that I I, I like Def Leppard, like Pyromania or ACDC, Black in Black, equally much as I love... uh, Creator or or Slayer or Iron Maiden or Marduk, for instance. I mean, right. uh, as long as it's metal or hard rock and good, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> but but you're not going to be listening to like the new Arcade Fire album or the new Kendrick Lamar album. No, I don't <laughs> even know what that is. I love it. Uh, you know the uh, the band has gone through changes over the years, but um, but the, there's a pretty solid nucleus uh, in terms of bouncing ideas off of each other, studio wise and writing. Uh, is it is it an all hands on deck kind of effort, or 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 like will someone come in with one, an idea, or is it like do you guys still work stuff out in a studio together? Or obviously, with the pandemic, you you know, and preparing for this album, there might have been a lot of file swapping. But do you guys still sit in a room together and come up with ideas? Not really. I mean, obviously, when we go to a studio, we're pretty, we know what, what's going to happen. We, we right. never go into a studio and try to come up with something in the do you studio. See, do you see her back there licking your water? Oh, yeah, I see it, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, all the songs are already written and, and ready when yeah. we go to in the studio. But uh, nowadays, and I think uh, it's been like that for 10 years now, that we all write on our own. We have the same studio set up at home, everybody. So we basically just send files. But uh, sometimes me, Ted, and, and Johan, the other guitar player, we get together to bounce off uh, some riffs. Yeah. But uh, for most part, we all work on our own. And especially the last few albums, uh, Johan Singer, he's been pretty much working on his own. And is it um, is it cool when you get ideas back? Like, do you still get that feeling? Like when Johan will send you something back and go, hey, listen to the idea that I put over this. Will that just, does it blow you away? Like, or do you still get that feeling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But but I mean, it's not, I mean, there's, there's also some songs that we, you know, it's like a community, whatever, when we have this, we're bouncing ideas with each other. I mean, Usually it's easier when you're on tour because then you're in a tour bus and you can easily talk about that kind of stuff in the evenings or or whatever. But um, I think for this this new album, I think, um, for instance, there's a song called Hadron. And that's something I think Ted came up with that, you know, that's a mythological character that we never covered before. Okay. So, I mean, uh, it's not only... Joe and the singer coming up with ideas. There's also other guys. So it's really, so it's really a community effort when it comes to this band. It is. It it really is. But it's not that we are always sitting in the same room. I think for most part, I would say we work individually. The new album, uh, I I got a chance to listen to a good chunk of it. And uh, you know, I, I I really came into you guys a little late in the game. I came in on this record and uh, you know, I, I, I remember my daughter picking this up and she was just like, what is this? <laughs> and, she, and then she opens it up and she sees this. And, <laughs> and it was really cute to see from a kid's perspective, but um, it's almost like a history lesson when you listen to your music, you know, and do you ever have to fact check? And do you guys have a certain source that you go to when you're, when you're singing about this? Like, how do you, do you ever have people that will listen and be like, actually you were wrong about that year or you're like, do you ever have people that are that diehard that'll analyze it? 
I haven't really heard anybody complain, but yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure because Johan writes writes all the lyrics, so right. I, I'm pretty sure he's uh, he knows what he's talking about, and I'm sure that he's uh, double checking everything. So, so. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, it, so you guys all, all must be history buffs as well. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, obviously you learn. I yeah. mean, I learn too when I read all lyrics. So and every time when we have something new, like uh, like the Heathen Army, that that's something we haven't covered yet. This is the first time we we sing about. I mean, I think we had a, maybe a, a song in the past, but not like this. So this is right. actually the first time that we covered the the Viking invasion of England. And um, yeah, obviously, yeah, I I learn too when yeah. when I read that. When we started out. Uh, almost 30 years ago uh, I mean back then I, I kind of dug into all these Viking stuff because uh, it was exciting and for me it was something new sure. so to say but I mean and after that I mean I don't really really read stuff on daily basis anymore but yeah I mean yeah it's a good lesson for me too yeah and it's and again it's it's it 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 shows that you know there's a lot to dig in but I imagine when you're in it when you're living it at one point you're like all right you know I want to <laughs> I want to read a science fiction novel or I want to do something a little bit different um in terms of touring I know you know the touring cycle is kicking up in the fall uh this is a band that needs to tour everywhere I mean you have fans all over the world is it is it a daunting task putting together I mean obviously forget about a pandemic I'm just talking in the regular in regular times putting together a touring cycle, you guys tour for a long time on records, I imagine, because you have a lot of places that you need to go. Yeah, I mean, luckily we are a worldwide band, so to say. Yeah. And um, no, I don't really see a problem with that. I think it's great. I mean... No, but in, in terms of like, let's say you're at home and you're you're comfortable, you know, like you, when you have to go and you have to leave, you know, like you're mentioning your dogs and like, it's got to be a bit like, oh man, there's got to be a bittersweet side to it where you... you, you yeah. Of course, of yeah. course it is. I mean, I think uh, it is what it is. And, and there's really nothing, there's no way to change that. The only way to change that is stop playing in a band. And and I think we kind of, I think it is what it is. I think that's the easiest way to put it. I mean, obviously there's, there's downsides to it. I mean, because I'm traveling so much with my work, so I don't really like to travel privately. Right. And uh I hate that I miss stuff that happens because if something is going to get broken home, it always breaks down when you left. You know what I mean? It, it happens on the fucking cab ride to the airport. That's when yeah. the water pipes or whatever is going to yeah. start leaking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I fucking hate that, but it is what it is. And, and luckily I have a good um, woman that understands that, you know, it is what it is. And, right. and whenever I'm home, I'm trying my best to, to do what needs to be done. But uh, if I'm not home, I'm not home. Right. And that's the life we have. And the the plus side of it is that I'm, I'm sure you still get excited when you see a full itinerary coming, like when it gets sent to you and you're like, all right, we've got 45 dates. I'm sure there's a part of you that like you can't wait to get back on stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. playing live is, is the reason you actually yeah. make music. No doubt about that. But then, of course, I mean, there's nothing fun in traveling. <laughs> there's nothing there's no fun no, no. there's no fun in in sleeping in new beds every fucking night because yeah i mean the older you get and and especially 
I mean, it, it was easy 20 years ago when you were totally hammered. You could fucking sleep on whatever couch or sofa, whatever. But sure. now when you get older, you know, if you sleep in hotels every night, this is, the bed is different. It's, it's difficult to get used to it. You don't like the pillows and yeah. whatnot. And, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> It's funny because whenever I would travel, um, I used to play music when I would travel. I, I, and I was an early adapter of bringing my own pillow. At least I had my own pillow that I brought with me. Cause if I had my own pillow, at least that would be some kind of a comfort, you know, nice firm foam pillow. I would be good when you guys travel. It's it's it, you guys are obviously a close unit. Uh, do you get any time to look around? Do, do, do you try, are there ever places where you're like, all right, when we're going to be, let's say we're going to be in Prague, we have to take a day off because there's a place we'd like to go to, or is that not on the tape? Like, are you able to do that at this point in your careers where you say, Hey, we're in Paris. I want to be there for two days. I mean, of course we can. If, if we, if the, if, yeah, if the itinerary allows to, to, to stay at one place, but right. for most parts, if I'm going to be honest, I mean, since we've been around the world so many times that I think we already done pretty much everything. But sure. of course, if we go somewhere and uh, if that's uh, the Grand Canyon area or I don't know, Niagara Falls or whatever that we haven't seen and, and, and it's there and we have time, of course we will go see it. Right. But I think we've pretty much done whatever can be done. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I mean, yeah, no, of course, of course. I mean, you guys have been doing it a long time, but I mean, there must yeah. be some places where you're like, I can't wait to go back to that place because they have that sushi place or they have that, you know, like if you can try to get there, there's, there's probably a little bit of that, or, you know, of course, friends, I'm sure every city you play in, you have friends that come a nice, there's gotta be some things about it that you look forward to where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to see that guy in New York or. Yeah, totally. And also, you know, we, we all, uh, we really like to, you know, go to nice restaurants, try nice different food. So that's yeah. a big thing. And we always try to plan our day offs. Maybe sometimes we plan a day off because there's a nice restaurant that we know that we like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And, and also, I think the bigger we, you know, become as a band, we can also put in more comfort on touring. You know, we can have better buses and, and you know, less people in in each bus and stuff like that and that makes things easier there's more space that you can right. actually everybody can have their own corner and with a tv and playstation or what, whatever they want to do so I, I think that's stuff you need to do to be able to do it as much as we do yeah and it's uh well it, it shows that you guys put a lot of effort into everything um I, you know i i love everything around this band i love the imagery i love the music i love the live show so Continued success. Thanks for taking the time to chat. And um, I'm very curious to see what the live show is going to look like for this, for this, because it's, there's always, you know, in terms of the backdrops, the visuals, it just, there's not many people that can pull off what you guys pull off. So congrats for doing it and, uh, and, and for taking the time to chat today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And I'm, I'm also looking forward to play Montreal because we're playing this, uh, a big place. Yeah, you're finally. playing, you're, you're playing uh, Place Bell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's going to be all in there. That, that's oh, yeah. going to be a full show because <laughs> last time we played the Mtelus, yeah, we did it for two nights. But I mean, it's a nice venue mm -hmm. and it's a really cool venue. But uh, the the stage is not that big, so finally we can do a full fucking show in in Canada. Get the whole fucking ship up there. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks for taking the time, man. All right, thank you. Have All a right, good one. Care. 
All right, dude. It's fucking awesome, man. I'm, uh, you know, uh, this band is heavily loved by two of my best friends, Big Dave and Marco. And Big Dave is a big that's man. Just, that, hence that's the a name surprise. Big Dave. <laughs> yeah. But they, that's the band they listen to in Big Dave's big truck. Uh, you know, that's the compromise they can both make because they both really like this band. So it just goes to show, like, you know, it's big, angry music that's loved by both giant men and petite ladies. It's it's uh, their fan base is all around, like all everybody around. who. Yeah, exactly. There's not you can't put their fan base in a drawer is what I'm saying. It's uh, really vast how much people actually really love this band. And they're going out on tour. Uh, they're going to be actually passing through Montreal in the month of December. So we're looking forward to uh, to going to that show. We're actually going to be running a pro, uh, promo for that show on uh, the Rockman Power Hour. So uh, keep keep it locked on our socials for that. We're going to be giving away some tickets for the show. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for hanging out. It's been an absolute pleasure. A big thanks to our uh, sponsors, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, check them out. Ryan's got a thousand bottles around him right now. <laughs> you can that check I them out. Used to- that I use to pillage villages and burn down <laughs> enemy boats. Uh, and uh, our thanks again to them. Uh, order your hot sauce right now using my promo code right here, Rockman20, right down there, and that'll get you 20% off your entire order. Also, a big thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski and Ryan Stick, and all of you for joining us here on the Rockman Power Hour. We'll see you next week. 